Google Ads has changed a lot over the last few years and I've been running Google Ads personally since about 2008. So I've been around the block a few times. In today's episode, we're gonna be discussing how any business can get the most out of Google Ads today and over the next year. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing page. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Tim Cameron Kitchen. I'm founder of Exposure Ninja. We're a digital marketing agency that helps our clients get more leads online. And one of the channels that we do this is through Google Ads. And today we're going to be taking a bit of a look at some of the most current and future Google Ad strategies uh, which you can implement in your business. So Performance Max is obviously the new kid on the Google Ads blog and feelings in the marketing community are fairly divided over Pmax. As Exposure Ninja, we've seen some great results with a couple of important caveats that we're going to come back to. But we've seen campaigns get over a 1000% return on ad spend thanks to Pmax. Yep. That's over a thousand percent ROAS. Uh, we're also going to be looking a little bit at responsive search ads and dynamic search ads, and these can be a great option for lots of businesses too. But we're still seeing a lot of businesses using old ad types like smart shopping or single keyword ad groups, long tail keyword structures, and sometimes these strategies can be losing them sales. So if you haven't spent a bit of time in Google Ads recently, then it can definitely be worth doing and testing some of these newer options. Okay, let's talk about. Pmax then. Now Performance Max is a based campaign type that allows you to access all of your Google Ads inventory from a single campaign, i.e. you can advertise across video, across text search, across display, all from a single campaign. And it's heavily reliant on Google's AI technology. Basically, the goal of Pmax, aside from maximizing Google's revenue, which let's not forget is always the goal of any Google technology, the goal for us as marketers is that it helps us to find more convert customers across all of Google's channels, things like YouTube, Display, Search, Discover, uh, Gmail, and even Maps as well. And Pmax uses Google's AI ad tech across bidding, uh, budget optimization, um, audience targeting, and creatives, and attribution, depending on your ad objective. So typically you tell Google that you want more conversions, and then it will use all of the tools at its disposal to go and get you those conversions. Now, Pmax uses your creative assets, things like ad copy and imagery. Uh, you can also feed it audience signals as well and other data feeds uh, to try and find the right audience for your product or your ad at the right time. Now, what's great about this is that they also target the middle and the bottom of the funnel uh, kind of at the same time. So you can have one campaign or you know a group of campaigns that are both building awareness and pulling in leads and sales. And quite often it'd be difficult to drive one campaign to do that without the help of something like Pmax. And this means obviously you can focus your budget in one place rather than spreading it too thin across ads aimed at different stages of the funnel. Now, it's important to note, and one of the things that I think gets people in trouble with, with Performance Max campaigns, is that they can take, their, uh, take a while to find their feet and 
you need to be feeding them enough budget. Remember, any sort of AI-based strategy requires lots of data to learn. And you can give an ad campaign lots of data either by giving a lot of budget to work with, so it's driving a lot of clicks, it's seeing a lot of conversions, and it can start to refine and optimize from there. Or you can give it a lot of data by letting it run for a long time. But what you don't want to do is give it a limited amount of budget and a limited amount of time and then be upset that it's not generating results because it simply hasn't had time to develop the learnings to test enough different options and optimize it needs enough data to be able to optimize for this to work at the end we don't typically run that many uh, performance max campaigns that are below three thousand pounds uh, a month in spend that's sort of three four thousand um, dollars and most of them are much larger than this so if you're spending a lot less than this you need to keep in mind that any learning algorithms need enough data to learn from if you're going to be getting reliable results you also need to make sure really important with performance max that your conversion tracking is set up properly and preferably this will include things like offline conversions this is logical right if you're asking google to optimize your campaigns for conversions you need to be tracking conversions properly if you're not tracking conversions or you have um strange uh actions or strange events being called conversions um, then that can really skew the data because google's optimizing something which actually has no business value to you whatsoever now despite all of this stuff we suggest not giving pmax too much of an audience signal so you can give it a bit of an, an indication of the audience that you want to target with your ad campaign. But actually, we tend to find that um, not giving it too much of an audience signal actually helps uh, so that PMAX can go and find the audience on its own. So long as the previous caveats are there, you've got enough budget and you're giving the campaigns enough time to run. Now, unless you're seeing a lot of irrelevant impressions and or people aren't converting, then after that, you can sort of go in and refine your audience a little bit more once you've been getting some stuff coming through. Now, also key to having a uh, good performing performance max campaigns is feeding them with enough good quality creative, particularly video. One of the headline things about PMAX is that it can go and create video assets for you. But you know, these automated automatically generated videos, they can be okay. But to be honest, they're very rarely going to outperform a well crafted, human made great marketer video. We've all seen generic sort of uh, AI created um, video ads. And quite often, they're very weak, very poor quality. So if you can feed it with, um, you know, good quality creative, then that's only going to help. Now, also be aware that you can set customer acquisition rules for Performance Max. So this is basically defining whether you want Performance Max just to target new customer acquisitions, i.e. you only want it to find people who haven't purchased from you before, or whether you're happy for it to bid equally on new customers and existing customers. Now, the downside of going for just new customer acquisition is that your campaigns are going to appear to perform worse because it's much cheaper typically to get a repeat customer or someone who's searching for your brand to become a customer. It's much easier to do that than it is to go off and find new customers. If you tell uh, PMAX, if you give it customer acquisition rule that you want, you're happy for it to bid equally on new and existing customers, you must be aware that it's going to be running remarketing ads. So trying to get people who've already been on your site back on your site and also potentially uh, targeting branded search. So people who may have been searching for your brand and potentially were already going to convert, it's also going to be running ads to those. So that's going to increase the perceived performance, even though potentially you may have got some of those branded conversions, either from existing brand campaigns that you're running, or you may have got them already if you don't have competitors bidding on your brand name. 
So that's Pmax. Um, definitely well worth testing. A very strong option for e-commerce and can also work well for lead generation. The next uh, sort of technology we have that we wanted to uh, to cover because a lot of people aren't necessarily using it to its full potential is responsive search ads. So responsive search ads are um, uh, Google ads that you populate with, you give it multiple headlines, um, up to 15 headlines and some descriptions as well. And then Google can show these uh, combinations of headlines and descriptions. It shows different numbers of headlines and descriptions depending on how big the, uh, the, the, the search window is. So if someone's searching on mobile, typically they'll get fewer headlines. If someone's searching on desktop and it's not a particularly competitive search, then you'll very often get three headlines showing and then a couple of descriptions. Now, usually it shows you know two or three headlines and a couple of descriptions on whatever platform uh, that people are searching on but sometimes you know if people are if it's a very crowded SERP or they're looking on a very small screen then you might just get one or two headlines now some considerations here your headlines and the descriptions that you write in need to be sufficiently different okay you might be thinking okay great I'm gonna split test I'm gonna use this for split testing uh you know some wording in my headlines like I'm gonna say save 50% now and one of my headlines and then the other one I'm going to say save 50% today. Let's see which one gets the best results. This isn't the place to do that. Okay, what Google responsive search ads really want is they want quite varied headlines to test against. Uh, so much better to use you know, different features or different benefits or different USPs in your different headlines. Don't forget also that this can give you some really useful data. So Google gives you some great reporting data on which combinations of headlines and descriptions it's using and what the results are for these. So if you're using, if you're emphasizing different USPs or benefits of dealing, doing business with you, this can provide some really great customer research on, okay, what actually appeals to people? Let's say you're vegan and you've got next day shipping and you're a B Corp. Well, you might think, oh, the B Corp's the thing that people are going to care about when actually you might find that your highest performing ads are talking about your next day shipping and they don't even mention your B Corp. So it can be really useful and really interesting to get that sort of customer insight. You can also pin headlines or descriptions that you always want to show. Now, this can be tempting to do because you think, oh, we've got this really great headline. I, you know, I, I feel really strongly about this particular headline working well for us. So you might be tempted to pin that. And by pinning it, you're basically telling Google ads that you always want this headline to show. You can also pin it in a particular place. But typically, we'd actually avoid doing this. We, we'd recommend avoiding restricting the, uh, the the different combinations by forcing Google to use one particular headline or description or even multiple uh, headlines or descriptions by pinning them. We'd usually only do this if there are, you know, if you absolutely have to, for example, if your, um, you know, legislation says that you need to have, or regulation says that you need to have a legal disclaimer or some sort of legal requirement in all of your advertising, then of course you're going to want to pin that. But otherwise we tend to leave this free so that Google has the most flexibility with its testing. So if you haven't moved from standard text ads, then it's a really good idea to test moving to responsive search ads. Google's own stats, I think, say that they find a 10 to 15% click-through rate improvement. So um, definitely worth testing responsive search ads. And of course, you can use any of your existing high-performing expanded text ads to create new responsive search ads to test from as well. Okay, the final uh, Google ad strategy we're going to talk about is using or Google ad 
technology or whatever is using dynamic search ads. So these ads um, use your website or your product inventory if you're an e-commerce business to target keywords uh, that you may not have thought to target. Okay, so rather than having to write out every ad and every landing page that you want to target, you can give Google a bunch of, um, you know, give Google criteria about which pages it can target, and it will then go and generate uh, headlines and landing page targets using the stuff that's on your website. This can save you a lot of time, particularly if you're an e-commerce business, you have a very wide product range, and you don't want to have to go through every single product to add your you know, to, to, to add your ads and your landing pages, you can say to Google, right, we want you to use uh, these particular categories, these particular, this particular page category, we want you to make ads based on that. Or you can give it specific pages that you want it to test ads on. Or you can say you want, uh, you want Google to create ads for all of the pages on your website. Though of course, if you do this, you'll need to be careful to exclude pages like your privacy policy, terms and conditions, return policy, about us page probably as well. You know, you need to obviously remove any of the pages which are going to be make very uncompelling ads. Can you imagine running an ad about your privacy policy? for example, not the one. So uh, an another thing, another really important consideration with dynamic search ads is if your website is structured poorly, or your I don't know how to say this, but if your copy or headlines suck, then this isn't the one for you. If you've got trash copy and headlines, then you've got to be aware that this technology uses the copy and headlines on your target pages to create the ads. So if you've got rubbish headlines on your pages, you're probably going to end up with rubbish headlines in your ads, which isn't the one. I mean, to be honest, if you've got rubbish headlines on your pages and you've got rubbish copy on your pages, we wouldn't be suggesting that you run ads to those pages at all anyway. Um, but just to be aware, and if you did, then potentially you might want to lower click-through rates. You weren't spending much money, so actually it might be a good thing. But anyway, don't be running ads if you've got rubbish copy on your pages. Okay, so what do you need to do with all this info? Well, your next steps should be move any ads from old ad formats like smart shopping or expanded text ads over to the new technologies. Let's give them a test. Let's try them out. Use wide targeting for your performance max campaigns. Remember, try not to restrict Google too much with things like your audience signals. We tend to find that uh, works best. And also consider consolidating any top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel campaigns into one performance max campaign so that you're driving as much uh, sort of data to Google's learning brain as you possibly can. Don't forget, of course, keep an eye on your ad creative, refresh your ad creative and your copy if you're seeing drops in conversions. Just like, uh, you know, social ads sometimes uh, search ads need a bit of a change up, need a bit of a change up in uh, ad copy and creative. So don't be afraid to do that. And of course, the final step is if you need to improve the performance of your paid ads over the next year, then don't forget to request your free website and marketing review from the team here at Exposure Ninja. We actually have a dedicated pay-per-click review process that we can do. So the first step is to go to the website and marketing review at ExposureNinja.com forward slash review. Then once you've had your review, you can talk to one of our team and and uh, we, our pay-per-click team, can then carry out an audit of your pay-per-click account to see how much potential there might be to improve your results. But the first thing you need to do is go and request the, the sort of overall digital marketing review from ExposureNinja.com forward slash review. And then after that, we can discuss the pay-per-click review specifically. And you'll get a sort of a, a report from the pay-per-click team about, yeah, we think you've got this amount of low-hanging fruit. We think you should be testing this, this, and this. We've spotted some issues here. Really, really good audit. Anyway, so go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review to request that. And I will see you next week.